Welcome back to From the High, the Randolph Making Athletics podcast. I'm Brian Deere, the Assistant Director of Athletic Communications. I'm with Taylor Chitwood. He is the Director of Athletic Communications. And we are here with current field hockey coach here at Randolph Making, Jess Weiss. Jess, it is good to have you on, and uh, I'm excited for this fall season. Yeah, me too. Thank you guys so much. Um, nice little ray of light on this rainy Tuesday here. So I'm super excited to be here. I'm excited for the fall too. Got a lot of changes on the horizon, but change is good. You know, that's a big thing about a podcast because, like, I have a face for radio, so y'all don't actually have to see me, which is really good. And you don't have to see this rainy day either. (laughs) It's just raining. So um, you get to hear our beautiful voices and not have to look at us or the rain. So, I mean, it's like three in one right there. I mean, I have to look at you, but other than that, it's all good. (laughs) Yikes. You win some and you lose some. I love it. I love it. Taylor, you you said that you wanted to ask the first one, so I will let you run away with it. Sure. Uh, Coach, 50th year, Title IX, um, big landmark for Title IX and for women's sports, uh, in sports in general, not just women's sports. Um, you know, what is what kind of impact has that had, you know, with you growing up in sports and now being uh, a leader, a coach, um, being, you know, in so many student-athletes' lives? You know, what kind of what kind of difference or change or uh, has Title IX had on you? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean – I had the opportunity to play two Division three collegiate sports, which I think used to be a little bit more of a norm back in my day. But I think that opportunity, I mean, I never felt like I got the short end of the stick as a student athlete. And having that opportunity, I mean, I had some strong women that were my coaches. I had some great men who were strong advocates for women when I was growing up. So... I think growing up, I mean, I played basketball with the boys when I was younger and everything like that. So to me, it's it's interesting because as a player, I didn't feel the difference as much as I think I do now. You know, now that you take a step back and you're on the coaching side, you realize a little bit more, oh, wow, holy smokes, this experience was not the same, you know, 15 years before I was born. So when you think about it like that and you think about things being that close to when you were born or in people who are alive and well right now in their lifetime or the beginning of their career, I mean, that just, it blows your mind. So the fact that we are where we are today is obviously phenomenal. I mean, I've had many opportunities for professional development, things like that based on, you know, being a a female leader. And I'm so thankful for that. And I do think it does set up, a lot of athletic departments and, and institutions for success. I think some people have a little bit of a skewed view of it and they think it's only about cutting men's sports to save women's sports, which is, is really not the case and was not the point at all. So I'm hoping this 50th anniversary allowed some people to do a little bit of research. I learned a little bit more. I was just at the We Coach Coaches Academy uh, class and – we had the director of inclusion, Amy Wilson, from the NCAA there, and she really gave us some good background on that and some things that I didn't know. So it was great to continue to learn about that. And, you know, here I am, a female coach who played women's sports, and I don't know everything about it as well. So that was great to kind of get a refresher and, and be up to date and just appreciate things a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, you you played basketball with the boys growing up, but due to height constraints, they kept Taylor down on the middle school basketball team. 
for a while. <laughs> oh, man. Taylor, we're off to a great start here, huh? It's, uh... Look, like you said, we're on a podcast. Yeah, we can say whatever sure. we want to. We'll get them back. We'll so get everybody back, out there listening, like if you want to create a fund or anything like that, just get Taylor I mean, just, taller. Exactly. We'll get, get them back. Don't get worry, Taylor, Taylor taller. Yeah. GTT. Is that the new hashtag? Yeah. I think it has. Forget, hashtag forget GTT. swarm season. This is the new hashtag. Exactly. Nice. We're not swarm season. We're making me taller. That's great. Good I love start. it. I love it. Well, I want to get into the schedule. Um, you sent me your schedule not too long ago. We posted it. It's out for the public to see. And you even mentioned it when when you sent it to me. It's a really tough schedule. Uh, I mean, you've got teams like Salisbury and Johns Hopkins who are perennial top teams on there. What? How does that benefit you as a program, you as a coach, and your players to have those really tough games on the schedule, non-conference-wise, where, I mean, the tough teams in the conference, you got to play every year no matter sure. what anyway, but the non-conference games are what makes teams better. So how, how did you – what was your thought process when building that schedule going into this season, um, wanting to play those tough non-conference games? Yeah, this is the, the age-old debate here. Do you make a schedule that's going to, on paper, make your program – look better wins wise or, or this or that, or, you know, I, I struggle with this all the time, but to me, you already said it. The ODAC is tough. It's gotten better every year. It was on the rise before I got here. And to me, we can't get smacked in the face with high level competition the first week of October and expect to be playing past the first round of the ODAC tournament. So to me, I would rather be on paper 500 and be playing some top teams and, you know, put ourselves in a a better place to succeed because to me, you've got to replicate what you're going to see. And we can't prep ourselves by avoiding a challenge. Now, don't get me wrong. That's another beast to manage because when you put yourself in a situation to play multiple top teams in the country, and you're in those situations, it's always a battle. And you, of course, I mean, any given day, you have the chance to end up on the losing side. But that is obviously another battle in and of itself. So to keep that morale up when you're playing top teams or to find the little wins and whatnot, that's a whole other challenge for me as a coach and another thing that challenges our culture and our program. But I think I've seen the other side of it now our little group has seen it. Our team has seen it. Our staff has seen it. Most people outside of it don't see that. So it it is a tough balance and not everyone, you know, people that are listening or people that look up our record, they, they may not see it, but we feel it on a daily basis. And, you know, I tell them all the time, my job is to also prepare them for life when they leave here. It's not just going to be something that they're skipping down the road. You know, I have to prepare them for challenges and how they rise rise to those, how they handle things that don't go their way. And, you know, it's it's always nice to surprise yourself a little bit. So we've had some really close, tough games against some really top teams. And whether or not we've come out on the winning side or the losing side of that, after that given day, it, it truly doesn't matter. It's about how they react in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think our ability to build that resilience and how we react to things in tough situations is just continuing to prep us for at the end of the day, what everyone wants to do, and that's compete in the ODAC championship. Yeah, I mean, it's about wins and losses, but at the end of the day, college athletics is about player development as well. And it's hard to develop players when you aren't playing great competition 
where they can learn from those experiences and even law, even losses are learning experiences. I mean, that's, well, that's a tough thing to learn as a, uh, as an athlete growing up is mm-hmm. like even the losses, the wins and the losses you can learn from. Yeah. Don't, I don't love it in the moment. I can tell you that. <laughs> so right now I can sit back and say that cause I can remember little tidbits of our upperclassmen saying things or in, you know, little team meetings or whatnot. I can remember people saying things about their experience and why they're so grateful to be here and that they're so proud to wear jackets across their chest. I mean, those moments obviously carry you forward, but in the moment when I, you know, when I have to say out loud that we're 500, that makes my blood boil. So it's definitely not something that I'm thrilled about and that I love. Um, We definitely want to win more games that is for sure it definitely keeps me up at night I mean we got to win more but long term I'm trying to think big picture always so long term we got to be playing these teams in order to set us up for success when and Brian you talked about the develop the development both on the field and off the field or on the court off the court you know that's what makes a division three model what it is and you know what makes it so great is that you know they are they're married to their sport you know, they're married to field hockey. If they're playing field hockey, they're married to field hockey. But not only are they playing field hockey and getting better on the field, but they're also developing as women. Um, they're also in the classroom working hard. They're getting their degree. And, you know, so, th- again, that's just what makes the Division three model what it is in the development. And, you know, that's why when I have a kid, you know, they're going to be involved in sports, you know. Lord help us all when I have another little me running around. But, <laughs> I mean, I mean uh, they're going to be involved in sports, you know, God willing, because that's just the development that they have, um, and the opportunity that that athletics presents itself and presents the whole family. Um, and so, you know, I, I wanted to mention about the development, but also, coach, for people who aren't really um, well versed in field hockey, you know, talk me through the preparation of of a field hockey season of a field hockey game of a field hockey practice just you know what goes in you know what's the communication like what's the what's the buy-in like from the women you know just talk me through that I think you're not alone and people who are not familiar with field hockey I think there's quite a large population Brian really had no choice and was kind of forced into it here but yeah you're not kidding uh I mean it's definitely a unique sport for sure I mean obviously I think the most misunderstood and what the heck question that I get is obviously that you can only use one side of the stick. So not everybody understands that and it frustrates them at first glance. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting because, you know, we have no collegiate male counterpart. Men do play field hockey internationally. It's if no one's watched it before, I highly recommend it. The speed at which they move. I mean, they can throw the ball 75 yards down the field in the air. It's so exciting and so electric and the women's game on the international stages as well. And I think, I mean, I even obviously love what I do. So watching our players, you know, do their thing and being in the groove is really something that's fun to watch. But yeah, I mean, there's so many little intricate details that go into the preparation. I mean, obviously, as you mentioned, being a Division three sport, our summer contact is a little bit different with our, our student athletes here. So Speaking of the Division Three model, that's just something that I love because in the spring, while sometimes I wish I had, you know, my hands <laughs> hands on them a little bit more and be able to develop a little bit more 
they really grow as people and as leaders. And that's when you see people emerge is during the spring season. So it really starts then. What kind of communication do they have? Are they holding each other accountable to show up to workouts that they plan on their own? Of course, you know, they're, they've got a lifting plan. They're on that, but all the running that they're doing, all the pickup they're playing, all of that's on their own. So that's really when it starts is the spring season. So they're working through that. This year we decided to make, you know, little accountability groups or whatnot. Sometimes, you know, we have little colonies, but sometimes when those groups are a little bit larger, it can be difficult for freshmen or transfers to feel comfortable enough to ask questions and not, you know, to knock what our players are doing, but a group of three is much easier to navigate than a group of eight. So we tried to create little smaller groups. So then that way they have the ability to kind of interact a little bit more. And, you know, I'm too old to know what they're doing, Snapchat or TikTok or whatever, however they're communicating. (laughs) So they're doing that and they're staying on top of, you know, each other, I'm sure, Um, you know, obviously prioritizing the acclimation of the incoming student athletes is a huge priority. And I think what's really cool about the program and the culture that I'm trying to build and instill is... Obviously, a lot of it is self-led. Our big thing is team first, self second. And that's not to say that individuals don't matter. That is far from the truth. Um, I care about them and they care about each other so much. But being able to show them what it looks like to be a student athlete here instead of me just spoon feeding the information of here's what we do, here's how we operate. They know. Our upperclassmen, our returners, they know. So... That to me is what the summer is all about is them trying to do that. You know, we just had some of our incoming freshmen at a clinic here the other day, along with some of our 2023 verbal commitments and just being able to watch them interact with how we do things or, you know, the pace at which we're trying to go or interact with them as individuals. I mean, that's where it all starts. So during preseason, the hope is that we're, immediately trying to get everyone on the same page and figure out where people are going to go. I mean, the little details of the agilities, the stick work, the off-ball movement, all that kind of stuff, that's one thing. Plus, you have the goalkeepers. So I was a goalkeeper myself, so that takes a lot of individual work, um, a lot of, like, you know, technical detail and filming and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, it's an interesting beast, which I know every sport has their own thing, but there's a lot of little stuff that people don't understand, particularly, you know, when you're playing like lacrosse is right hand at the top, left hand at the bottom if, you know, you're right handed. But for us, you know, it's left hand at the top and the stick's facing down. So those little details that are completely different, you know, kind of I won't bore everyone with the details of what we do on a daily basis. But, yeah, I mean, we, we've got our, our fall practice schedule set. So Teresita being the new addition to our staff, she's going to meet me with me this week and we're going to kind of get all of that sorted and just figure out what our plan is. I'm definitely a planner. I've had every since, you know, pre-2016, every preseason plan I've ever had and just kind of what's worked, what hasn't, what kind of order should we go in, what should we switch in, switch out. So I like to keep good record of that. I have every practice plan I've ever made since probably 2015 as well so I've got all that stuff on deck because if they like stuff or it challenges them or they didn't like it for for certain reasons (laughs) um I keep that and and really just try to work through that and 
I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel here, but we do need to do things a little bit better every year. And this gives us the opportunity to do that. So yeah, like I said, I won't bore everyone with the minute details, but you mentioned Teresita and I want to get to her in a second, but you would be proud of me. I have begun to understand field hockey more than when I first started broadcasting it. I will say, I was going to say that was my first ever broadcast was a field hockey game. Same here. Well, Ellie's here. Everyone can't see, but I'm literally smiling ear to ear right now. This <laughs> is when you hear some people try to to commentate on it, it is it is tough. I mean, I've definitely gotten some funny quotes from other broadcasts and whatnot, but I'm glad to hear that. I mean, at worst case scenario, it's always just well, the whistle blew again, so here we go. <laughs> so that's really like all it is, or I'm probably doing something overly dramatic on the sidelines that people are laughing about. Have you picked up a field hockey stick, Brian? I have. It's not pretty. And, and me neither. Pretty. Like, I can I can keep it on one side of this, but anytime I have to change direction, I just can't get the little – the rotation on the hands. Like, I just – I just can't – So, I have to work yet. you it's two a, into my preseason. Yes. Exactly. Like yes. If we okay. can – we need to create some sort of content to where you and I go out to just, like – Oh, I'm I here mean, for that. Like, yes. Can we just go and take I, a couple I'm, shots? I'm here for this. Like, this let, let's just have some like YouTube, TikTok content, whatever it could be, where we just go out there and just take a couple shots and just see how horrid it is. I want to be in the net. Oh, you want Can to I take shots you? on you? Yes. Oh, yeah, this is this is good. I am I, down. I, we've got some extra stuff. I mean, I, I just give me the pad. and. Oh, no, you definitely need more than that, believe me. Well, no, I'm saying I'm just like I'm gonna I'm gonna rely yeah, heavily with these on rockets, the pad. I'm gonna be shooting at you. You yeah. need more than that. It's yeah, you like might take a chunk out of the turf. Yeah, but just listening to this breakdown is exactly why we need more exposure <laughs> to the sport of field hockey. But, <laughs> but look, like I so my soon-to-be wife, um, she is obviously played field hockey for you, mm-hmm. and she's a huge Aaron Matson fan, and so during our time of being together, she basically forces me to sit down and watch UNC field hockey all the time. <laughs> and so hilarious. now I even went to a UNC field hockey game last this year. Is this is how much of a field hockey fan I've become. So, look, you'd be proud yeah. of me from where I started uh, calling. I'd, look, me and Jacob Selden on the broadcast my freshman year, I think it was freshman, might have been sophomore year, um, but it was atrocious what we were calling some of the things that were being hit. Like, I, I look how far couldn't even come. tell you. What, like, what look at that. Said. Challenging situation has prepped you for success in the future. I like how you title that together. There it is. There Bang. It is. Thanks for that. Let's it get gets one right every though. now and then. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Let's get into Teresita, though. So, sure. obviously, she is one of the best scorers that you have ever had or even the program has ever had. Um, and now you've brought her on to the coaching staff. What does she bring to the coaching staff that you saw in her five years here on the field that now you were like, I have to have her on my staff? Wow, what a great question. I mean, to to know her and be on her team is to love her. To know her and to not be on her team is to hate her. <laughs> um, I mean, she just – I think I'm a passionate person. That's the Philadelphia in me. But she is – so passionate about field hockey, about getting better, about this program, and about our players. She's been like that for, I mean, since I can remember. And just, I remember watching her run around with that passion as a player before she got here and just thinking to myself, I've got to have that energy here. And I think that is something that's great is she she matches my energy in the good moments 
And when I'm going off about something, she'll find a way to bring it back to <laughs> it, it's going to be okay. <laughs> so she is probably, I mean, our, our cornerstones of character, the players always joke around about it. But, you know, the other day she's like, yeah, if something happens, just throw me in. I'll find a way to interweave the cornerstones of character into a practice and it'll be good. But, you know, she said something the other day that really resonated with me of about like trusting her and that I think that's when it clicked that I, I mean, I, I trust her wholeheartedly because she cares so much about them and about this college and about the team. So, you know, we, we do joke around about the cornerstones because you've got to find a way to, to interweave it into what we do. But she fully invested herself into everything that we had to offer. And that to me is all you ever want in someone on your staff is loyalty and trust, passion, and the ability to, to cool my jets. So, um, which she's probably a little bit scared to do still, but, um, you know, I told her at this point, like we're, you know, we're, we're in this and there's obviously an adjustment period that she needs to go through and me as well. Right. Like our relationship has changed as well, but I, I can't express how excited I am about having someone who has, you know, has had my back since 2017, a little bit late in the recruiting process, which we always joke around about that I had to wait forever for her to say yes to come here. But <laughs> it was worth the wait because here we are five and a half years later, almost six years later, and she's still here. So I was going to ask, you know, surely as a coach, it's got to be a cool experience to see all your student athletes graduate, get their degree, move on into the real world, per se, in air quotes, um, and, and get jobs and, and be successful and start families. But, you know, what is it? what kind of experience is it to have, you know, one of your former players step into that role and, and become uh, on, your, uh, on your staff and be able to – the lessons that, that you taught and you stressed for so long, now she has the opportunity to stress them to – the same situation or spot she was at, you know, three, four years ago. Right. Yeah. I mean, our, our alumni base is awesome. We've got some really great women out there doing some really great things. And I mean, just listening to them in our, we just finally had our alumni game again and just watching them interact with each other, getting little texts here and there of, Hey, this happened at work, you know, the, thinking about the cornerstones or stuff like that. I mean, and just watching what they're doing, I mean, thank goodness for social media because I really get to see what they're doing and what they're getting themselves into. But it's a really cool group. I mean, pre my time and then our current players that have, you know, gone on to do different things and have played for me. I mean, they're they're incredible. So it's been awesome just to watch them go out, those that I haven't really had the opportunity to, to coach except for interact with at alumni games and those who, whether it was one year or all four or five years, it's, I mean, that's one of the best parts of the job. I mean, I probably, I got a text from two alums this morning. So one was about something funny and one was about, <laughs> you know, I, I can't wait to see you at, you know, Brian and Liz's wedding. So little things like that. I mean, that's one of the coolest parts of this job. So to be able to work with someone on a daily basis that has been through it. It's 
even better. I mean, one of my favorite parts of this job is the mentorship piece. And I really invest heavily in the coaches on my staff. And I, I prioritize that over most things is making sure that they continue to grow and develop because it is difficult to one transition out of college sport, regardless of what your next job is. And then two, to transition in this position. So being able to coach your old teammates. I mean, I went through it myself because I coached field hockey right after I graduated. I had some separation because I played lacrosse my senior spring, but it's still difficult. I mean, some of your best friends who you were just standing side by side are now people that you're supposed to be in charge of. So it's a difficult transition, again, regardless of what you do. So being able to be there to support her is great. This is the first time. We've hired an alum full-time. I've had experience with it at, at previous jobs, but this is the first time I've, you know, been the head coach and hired someone. So I don't really know what to expect. I know I'm going to have a good time. I know I'm going to be, you know, excited to, to come to work every day and, and to have her, and I know she will be as well. And our student-athletes are thrilled. So to me, that's the most important thing. They know they can learn from her. They respect her. You know, and, and it'll be, it'll be great. I'm excited. Well, Checks all the boxes. Yeah, if she's yeah. half as good the coach as she was a player, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Let's talk about the development of this program over your seven years. Well, I guess over your six previous years here. Um, when you came in, it was a struggling program, and now you have built this team to where y'all compete with the top teams in the conference, top teams in the country. Like Johns Hopkins, I mean, it, it, if you watched, I believe it was last year's game, it was a close game for a while, and then Johns Hopkins just kind of ran away. But Yeah, stands the, a, a three-minute gap, yeah, <laughs> where um, they scored three goals, yeah. But, like, <clears throat> you guys still compete. Like, you look like you belong in the same field as them. And that is a – I mean, that's a big step in the right direction from where – it began. So how did the development of this program, how have you seen the development over your course of time here to where it stands now? Well, I think honestly, the, the foundation of what the alumni built is huge. So it's easy to come in and recruit to something where there's a strong alumni base and where there's, you know, a a group of people who had, competed at the highest level for a while you know that we've won one conference championship but they were competing against you know Lynchburg in the the championship and whatnot and then yeah the landscape of field hockey in the ODAC shifted I don't know what it was um I don't know if more talent decided to come to Virginia I'm not quite (laughs) sure but yeah the the landscape of the ODAC shifted and there was a small gap where the performance you know, did not live up to what the previous teams had worked so hard to build. So, and for them, that's appearance in the championship game. So the ability to have that as one motivation and two as a great model. And yeah, there was a a little bit of a gap there where I think there was maybe one or two years where the team didn't qualify for the ODAC tournament or, you know, just snuck in at the last minute and my first year here yeah we didn't we didn't make it so to only be three I think we're three and 16 so it's funny when I think about that year 
I mean, despite only winning three games, that class, I met with them, that senior class, I met with them right before we right before we started spring season. And I said, like, a lot of coaches come in here, you know, not here, but just anywhere, and they're already thinking about what's next. Of course it's on my brain. But for them, one fifth year, you know, and, and three seniors, this is still their experience. They have a link to the strong history of the program and they have the ability to make an impact on the future. So they had a huge hand in developing everything that we have now. So I asked for their opinion on our cornerstones of character. I asked for their opinion on a a bunch of different things. And I looked at them and told them this, you're not, you know, the end of what was before you're the beginning of the beginning. So being able to utilize them, I think that enhanced their experience. It made being three and 16, not quite feel like three and 16. And that allowed them to help establish what was going to come next. And that's huge in recruiting. If, if I ignore what we have, how am I supposed to bring anything else in? So again, they had a huge part of the program's historical success. So despite a, a small drop in the middle, you know, obviously we're, we were on the move. Now we've slightly plateaued again. That's painful to say out loud, but if you look at it on paper, it's true. So we've been stuck in the same spot for quite a few years here. But like you said, I do feel like you said the word that I've had on the tip of my tongue all summer is compete. And that, that is what, that is all anyone can ask for. Of course, I want to win games. Like I said, it, it drives me nuts. I want to win and I want them to win. That's the most important thing. I like, that's why I get so worked up after games is I want it so badly for them because I see what they're doing. But yeah, I mean, we've, I I think that's it. Like Mm -hmm. being able to link to the strong history and foundation of what success looked like here in the program and linking that and those eras because they were really strong eras with some really great coaches to now what we have, you know, I, I think that's the key to it. So I've just tried to honor the past and acknowledge that, you know, they had an experience that I, I'm still learning about and still hearing about, which is great at alumni games and whatnot, but also trying to build something that they're proud of and that our current players and parents and the college, honestly, is proud of. And I think at the end of the day, that's all we can do um, is try to leave something not just better than when we got here, but leave something that, you know, has, has people desiring to want to be a part of and to want to come back to. So, yeah, it, it's an interesting question because I do think the landscape and the game of field hockey and college sports is not the same either. So that that's an interesting piece too, which we don't have enough time on this podcast for, but <laughs> – you know, the, the world of college athletics is different than, you know, 2014-15, the two years leading up to before I got here. I mean, it's just not the same at all. So the landscape of field hockey and the ODAC is one piece, and then the landscape of college athletics is another. But, yeah, I think the past, as people always say, like, don't don't be worried about what happened in the past, but they did so much. So being able to honor them and still have them be a part of it, I think is something that's kind of helped keep us in that despite, you know, me not being here for it. Mm -hmm. 
Sure. Um, give me your favorite memory here at Randolph-Macon. Oh, gosh, I should be prepared for You know, I was thinking that you guys might ask me this this morning. I literally just thought of it, so I mean. And then I got sidetracked pouring my coffee. Um, wow, <laughs> this is a great question. Wait, you're a that coffee drinker? Like oh, yeah, I, iced coffee. Iced coffee. Okay. Ooh, that plays into a question. Black, I, black iced coffee with some vanilla syrup. That, does, every, that plays day. into our last question. Okay, okay well, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, I was trying to delay, and then I just started thinking about my did you wait? Did you listen to the? Did you listen to last week's podcast? It, this is embarrassing to say as a, a part-time member of your staff, but no. Okay, good. No, okay. that's that's great it's, because yes. now you don't know what the last question okay. is. It's fantastic. That's great. Uh, my favorite memory. Oh goodness gracious. Um, this is a toughie. We I just stumped know. the Schwab. You did. <laughs> we There's need to bring so- back stump the Schwab. There's so many good ones there really really are um oh gosh coach while you're thinking about it brian stump the schwab needs to come back did you ever watch that show no i didn't you know you call yourself a sports fan have i heard of it i think i've heard of it was it, a, it was an old like it. show on espn where they had this walking encyclopedia of a sports fan and they would ask just random questions and they would have like contestants come in and, like, whoever if, – if you see if you could stump the Schwab. Like, if you scored more, cool. like, it's like a it's like a sports I Jeopardy. I feel like but Phil would have to be the Schwab. Yeah, Phil's the Schwab, yes. He is, of everything. Randolph of every Randolph-Macon exactly. fact and stat. Um, okay, so oh, – wow, this is – I've got to look up stump the Schwab. Yeah, now. please do, please do. Okay, so – yeah, I mean, it's so tough because every season's so different. And, of course, you want to just, like, point to a particular game, which in the 2019 season we had two pretty fun wins out on Dayfield. Um, we beat Washington and Lee, and then we beat Roanoke as well. So those were two really cool moments. But, I mean, it – I'm going to sound super cheesy here, and I'm sure the players wouldn't be surprised by this at all, but it's it's got to be, like, those texts, you know, not necessarily a moment, but, I mean, I won't lie, Claire McGill and Teresita winning back-to-back Susan Lofdenagy Award winners is, is pretty spectacular. I think I might have to go with that now that I think about it. And it's not – and to me, that's not about an individual award. That's about the program – and just the holistic development of what we're trying to do here and how much we invest in the whole person. So I think what we try to do as a program is embedded in what that award stands for. So from an award standpoint, I would say that, but generally speaking, it's the little, you know, picture with a text that I get this morning or the, you know, had a dream that you were my high school coach. And that, I guess that means I can't wait to see you at the wedding and two, you know, so things <laughs> like that, like those are the coolest things because, yeah, the, look how long it took me to think about games that we won. I mean, as cool as those were, and, you know, I remember the team, free, you know, freaking out and jumping up and down and getting ready to storm the field. Those things are awesome. But it took me that long to think about it, whereas in my head I thought about, you know, the 50 texts I got over the past few months of things that were super exciting that people couldn't wait to tell me. So, Roanoke was an OT winner, wasn't it? Maybe. I think it was. Because I'm pretty sure my 
soon to be wife scored the on OT day, winner on day field. I'm not sure. See, this is again. I think this is I how had this much conversation with her about a week ago. I, I do remember though when we beat WNL, they were peppering Gatlin at the end of the game, and I was like, if we don't get this ball out of our defensive end, my heart is going to beat through my chest and be pounding <laughs> at the see 50 it rolling on day, around yeah, the turf field. on on day field. <laughs> yeah. So what a way to go out on our last season on day field, right? Um, but yeah, I mean. God, it's so hard to pick one, but I mean, getting this job is probably one of the coolest thing. You know, I mean, there's just so many little things that it's hard to pick one, but the most recent, obviously, with, you know, two players winning that when we only had two previous it is pretty cool. So, and I think that just, again, is a reflection of everything that the team puts in, not just a reflection of those two. Yeah, yeah. Give me your pitch for fans, students, alumni, people of the town of Ashland to come out to that first home game versus Salisbury. I mean, if you want to see high-level field hockey, that's it right there. I mean, it's going to be hot, I'll tell you that, so bring an umbrella to shade yourself from the sun because <laughs> the, the shade is limited, as those watching the live feed will also know. But, oh. yeah, I mean – you're looking at one of the best teams in the country historically playing under a coach who has, you know, truly done it all playing against a team who is trying to build something that's just as sustainable. So it's exciting. You're going to be confused. You're going to not know what's happening. You're going to laugh. You, you know, you're, you're going to cheer. You're going to be like, what the heck? But it, to me, it's it's the range of everything, and it's, you know, the epitome of sport, just like anything. I mean, one single movement can make the difference, and then there can be no other scoring for the rest of, you know, it's one pitch in baseball. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people, you know, it's one corner kick in soccer. So it's all the same, whereas, like, you know, basketball, which I love, is so exciting. It's back and forth. It's this and that. And lacrosse is so high scoring. But one little minute detail could be the only goal or the only save of a game that makes the difference. And to yep. me, I mean, who doesn't love a good nail biter? It's going to be hot that day because of good field hockey, yep. not because of the sun. That was exactly. that was good. Did you have that one written down ahead of time? No, I didn't. I that had it in my smooth. head the whole time. That was when, like that whole answer you're going. <laughs> I like, laid it out I'm for waiting, you. I'm waiting. Make you're sure welcome. I don't botch it. Please He's make sure I don't watch these one. Like you're welcome. Like, yeah. I, 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 I hear a new one from you every single yeah. day about these this like one liners. Hey, this is going to be a great working trio here on this staff. <laughs> um, I'm I'm ready for this. This is awesome. He's been around me too long because he's starting to say my one-liners, and oh I hear him, and I'm like, "Whoa, that's what I sound like." I have minor less one-liners, a little bit more of like maybe dryly setting the scene and then just laying one down. So, which I'm sure you noticed on the the mic'd up if you listen to that, but <laughs> which we we've got to do this fall. The players yes, have please. been Absolutely. they've been begging yes, me to do that. So we'll, we'll you know we got to have a little fun. On our way to compete <laughs> on that hot streak on the field. It. We're yeah. going to have to, we'd have to ask people um, either through social media or something 
to come up with random words for you to incorporate into practice. Like, yes. Like, like say, like I don't know. Like Donnie Yes, Brooke. exactly. And you have to incorporate that in a sentence when talking to a player mic'd up. Like, that would that be is so, hilarious. I don't know why extemporaneous of all words. Just, I was running that. How do you I don't spell even that? that? Can you spell that? Can you use it in a sentence? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's, it means offhand and without preparation. I know that. So okay. <laughs> this podcast was incredibly extemporaneous. Is that how it worked? Whoa. That was a shot right there. There. we were fully prepared well i sort was of, not i was not the basketball i tried to, to pick your show. brains before we started and i got a whole lot of nothing <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna ask you about title nine that's the only insight i got so but look at how well it's gone like it's great although like i said we missed a lot we now you look now you got to record prior to starting so you can have the outtakes because exactly. we were crushing it before we started we were, exactly. I, we were. I do think we did well but we had, speaking of one-liner, some zingers before we started. But we did. That's we did. all right. There'll be See, plenty more as we, we navigate this. You should just mic up the office every time I come in. No, you don't want to mic up the office. Every time I come in to discuss athletic communication stuff, we should just mic it up. You're just going to hear me and him talking smack to each other all day. <laughs> that's all it is. That's it's like, there's worse We'll like, just turn away from our computer. Hey, you're short. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, there's, there's worse stuff. Yeah, that's what I say to you, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> obviously, obviously. My uh, my driver's license lies to me. I go to the doctor's office. They say six six. I look at my driver's license. Says six three. I mean, now you think I'm sure? You can Wait, really you put real? that in your back pocket. There's no way you're six six. Thank you. That's what I said. Thank can you. I, can we like measure this? You're uh, you're eleven inches, ten and a half inches taller than I am. Probably. How tall are you? Maybe not with the bun oh, on top about of your head. Five eight. Yeah, the bun. Oh, the bun. Yeah, the we, bun. that's yeah. that. That's an episode. That adds another two, three inches. Time. Yeah, it sure <laughs> does. I have to take it down when I, just like I did to get this microphone on. The the doctor is always like, shut. And I'm like, lady, you can't just shove that to the side and push. <laughs> this took it a is lot of work. Of me. This took a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> it's not removable. Like I can't our, even imagine like our how old that manager thought. Our old manager thought I. I would go home at the end of the day and slide it off the top of my head and put it on the bedside table. It's like just grabbing it like a joystick. And yeah, and just it. It, yeah, that's just confirmed it or on. not. Yeah, it's always the topic of conversation. Nobody can be too sure. Yeah, no, it's you know, it's you got to leave a little something to be desired. Oh, so I love it. Well, the myth of the bun. Yeah, I love it. All right, the bun you ready? On. Are you ready for the hard hitting conversation or hard hitting question? This is probably this the, is it for this you. This is the toughest question that you will have. Okay, I feel like we're being sarcastic here, but I'm no, it 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 truly is. This is, is life is or a, death. Okay. Wawa or sheets? Oh, Wawa! Is that no a way! Are you kidding me? No way! First There's of all, did you not already hear that I'm from Philadelphia? So you cannot. The original food market. Everyone wants to call it a gas station. If you drive up to an original standalone Wawa, it says Wawa food market. So when people say, I can't believe you order food from a gas station, they're delusional because it's a food market originally, and they capitalize on adding gas. Anybody that says that Wawa's better than Sheets is delusional. Like, how how so in the far, world? Three to one. First Can of you? all, those fresh Amorosa rolls, you can't go wrong with. Okay, they, fair they, enough. They are to- it's the water that they bake them in, obviously, that they make the bread with. But How did you just say water? Yeah, this is another debate. Water. I coached a clinic in Chicago. Yeah, I coached a clinic in Chicago and said that, and everyone I'm speechless. Just pa- yeah, everyone just paused. I haven't gotten it in a while, but they just paused and stared. <laughs> and I, kind of like, like what should, I'm doing right yeah, now. Yeah, I was like, should do I need to re-explain the drill or <laughs> that's <what?"> phenomenal? <laughs> yeah. So, 
Yeah, I mean, there, there's it. I didn't even need to hear the question. Wawa or whatever. It doesn't matter what comes next. Wawa is taking, taking Mac and cheese bites from Sheets are undefeated. No, it's they're fake noodles. They're like Mac. They're like craft macaroni and cheese noodles in there. The macaroni and cheese from Wawa is legitimate noodles. She's trying to ruin Sheets over Do you here. have a rebuttal? Listen, I had a Sheets down the street from me in college. It served its purpose. But it was the only it, option. It did. It did good it work. Sir, it did good work. <laughs> but it was the only option. I mean, I won't lie. That pretzel melt is genius. But it's Wawa without a doubt. Wawa's better. However, Sheets did a good job though because what was it? Fourth of July weekend. They had like that three dollar gas. That they, was cool. They, yeah. That was good on Sheets. I will say. But they stepped up. But that's the gas side of things, not the food True. side of things. It's a whole experience. Like you can't just say like. Oh, well, well, it's a food market, like you said. Like, it's the whole experience. Yeah, but when you go into Sheets, you leave smelling like Sheets. You don't <laughs> smell like Wawa when you leave Wawa. It's because they have more fried food, truly. Fair enough. They have more fried food. But, yeah, it's it. like when you go into Starbucks or Subway, you leave smelling you like, like Subway? burnt Subway? Co- no. Oh, no. <laughs> Guys, come- <laughs> we're doing so well. Do you know me? Come on. We, we, we got so some work well. to do. <laughs> What am I comparing Subway to? Sheets. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that's those are apples and oranges. But <laughs> yeah, there's just I mean I love Starbucks, but it has a smell like fair enough. A burnt coffee or an old man's lounge, one or the other. <laughs> nothing like getting coffee from an old man's lounge. There's like the drive through. That's why you go through the drive through. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's you gotta order. No, you gotta order ahead on the mobile app. Fair enough. And then you run in, and grab it, and come So back you're out. a big mobile app order. Well, I, yes, but I prefer I'll always take local coffee over Starbucks. But you, it's always consistent. You know what you're gonna get. Do you go to Suzanne's up here? But uh, I, I do eat there often. But yeah, I usually get my coffee while either make it at home or in Richmond first because I get a lot of local coffee. True. Which, it's good. I think that it's could gonna be another take a podcast. Week. Yeah, I think it's going to take a week for me to recover from this. Wow. So overseas. should we delay our our meeting about? athletic communications for another no day. no that's fine like we can well, you're just gonna hold a grudge this is what we need to mic up <laughs> i'm not holding a grudge i'm not a grudge holder kind of guy you're just Look, you're just, I just flabbergasted that could be one of the yes. words we add in you're just flabbergasted at one of the field hockey games this year <clears> we are <throat> going to post a sign on the bleachers and it says put a tally next to wawa or sheets and we will settle this debate once we could and just for all. do it on social media would oh, it have yeah. to be sponsored since we're talking about other people? We'll do some recon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No free ads, though. Yeah. They no might have to pay ads. for the segment here moving forward. Yep. Both of them. Oh, yeah. Yep. We should probably stop talking about name brands. Support by local. Yeah. By local. That what I should say. Yeah. Buy local and go jackets. Is yeah. that where we end it? Go YJs, yes. baby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jess, thank you for thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you guys uh, for having me. We enjoy me. it. We we love talking to to you coaches. It's oh, it's, it's so, so much fun. It's great. It's better than you know. My players are tired of listening to me, so at least someone else gets to hear me <laughs> ramble. And we actually had a request for you to come on the first week that this we came did. Out. You know, shout out to that person. Yeah, like, oh, we're getting it's, there. It's <laughs> one of my coaching peers, LA Lane. She's awesome. She's been trying to convince me to start my own podcast, so I think this was her segue into just get dubs on there and we'll be good to go it was really hard exactly dubs on dubs from what i've heard but it was really hard not to respond like hey like it's coming but like i was like 
I Can't shot her that. a side text. Don't okay, worry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. If but you start she, a podcast, she's one of my top supporters, so I appreciate appreciate her for that. If you start a podcast and call it Dubs on Dubs, you have to call it Dubs on Dubs presented by Brian Deere, just because oh. of the whole name surrounding okay. it. Okay. That was the dude. Taylor shaking his head. When I'm you, I'm, look, I'm just shaking mine. Yes, to appease for now. But exactly. I have some names See? on deck, but that's not one of See? them. But it was good for a broadcast purpose. Purpose. Like after, like post game interviews. Sure, it was good. Yeah, it was quality. Yeah, it was quality. I, I I see that. But yeah. that's coming from somebody that's never seen Stump the Schwab. So you can't even call yourself a sports fan. And we're back. And so <laughs> it's all like. And we're back. All right, I think you're like disguised as the Schwab. You're really promoting this thing. <laughs> I'm like 25. <laughs> I'd be well, like two when that came out. <laughs> well, I I won't say how old I am, but so I should know it because. No, you're like 22. That's kind. <laughs> that would make her younger than me. Yeah, what? And I've been coaching for seven years. At twenty-two years old, I'm a prodigy. I'm there like that go. girl that just got into Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in middle school? You are in my fifth book. grader. Yeah, fifth grader into Harvard. Yeah, I, I wish. I, I don't mean, know gosh. how much my book carries, but it's there in my book. Okay. I love it. I All love right. it. Well, Jess, thank you again for for coming on. I appreciate the Wawa vote, um, but. If you want to listen to any more of this podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on, on rmcathletics.com. Go to that field hockey schedule, click on the games, and figure out which ones you want to go to, which should be all of them. I was going to say all of them. That's the only answer. Should be all of them. That's the only answer. So go to Not Only Field, check out some field hockey this fall where you can see Jess pick up some dubs this year. And for that, that's the plan. we sign out. All right. Thanks, guys.